episode two of the Untitled Sandspoint Podcast Project. I'm recording this at home on Sunday, November 23rd, 2014. And of course, I'm your host, Richard J. Anderson. Uh, this week, a couple things I'd like to talk about. First off, just a little bit of quick follow-up on the uh, Uber and Aston Kutcher situation and all that other nonsense. There have been some great articles recently about why Uber seems to be pissing everyone off, and um, it's been interesting reading. I'll drop a few links to some of the ones that caught my attention in the show notes, and it's it's good to know that there finally seems to be a backlash brewing. We'll see how well it works, but they're definitely uh, playing damage control right now, which makes me happy to see. Uh, I've mentioned using Halo uh, in my last episode and found out that um, they're no longer a U.S. company, so I can't use them, and so I've signed up for Lyft. I'm not happy about it, but at least they're not quite as awful as Uber is. So that's a start. That is a start. Um, a lot of talk in the last week or so about podcasting as it enters its its renaissance, and I have some thoughts on that, uh, especially coming uh, from doing this show after two and a half years, mm, off and on, uh, two and a half years of Crush on Radio, a show that had a lot of work go into it, required guests, uh, pre-work, listening to records, and a lot of editing and audio dropping in. And uh, it's, and I don't know if you know, people talk about podcasting as if it's going to be the next democratic medium, and I really doubt that because... The process of making a show, even something as simple as me rambling into a microphone for about 15 minutes or so, is a real pain in the ass, and it's not something you'll be able to fix easily with software, unlike something like Blogger or WordPress, where you know it doesn't take a lot of uh, extra hardware to type words into a machine. Uh, to make a good show, you have to have not just a microphone and the ability to edit audio, but you need to have... A lot of time, you need to put a lot of effort in, especially if you're doing a more than one person show. I don't know if we're ever going to have a golden age of podcasting in much the same way as there is a golden age of uh, blogging. So that's something I think we need to think about. And also, too, in podcasting, there's, at least in the circles I run in, a lot of complaints that so much podcasting is just, you know, um, is just two guys or three guys having a phone conversation and rambling for two hours or more. And that is a very common form of sh- form of the show. Uh, it's it's the backbone of Five by Five, of Relay, of shows independent shows like ATP. And I love some of these shows, so I'm not trying to put them down. But if podcasting as a medium is going to take off, we need more of a variety of shows. And I still don't listen to serial mostly because I can't make myself care. I, I I listen to enough shows already. I barely have enough time to listen to the music I want to listen to. <laughs> And there's just something about true crime that doesn't really interest me. I, I burned myself out on This American Life, so a lot of love to Ira Glass because he works really hard, and I'm sure the folks behind the Serial Podcast work really, really hard. It's just not for me anymore, and that's well, that's what it's going to be. But if podcasts are going to be the new democratic medium, even if it's going to be harder to make a show, we still need to have a larger, more diverse grouping of shows. We need a larger, more diverse grouping of podcasters. And, you know, I, I use the D word, and that's going to raise some hackles. And here's the thing. Nobody who is talking about diversity in podcasting, in video gaming, in technology journalism is saying that we can't have white males, myself included, hi, uh, 
doing podcasts, doing journalism, play, making video games. We're saying that we need to have more of these other people, not less of who's already there. I think all of these mediums are large enough that we can increase the number of people who are disproportionately underrepresented, like women, like minorities, like gays and, and transgendered individuals and all sorts of other people without telling the people who are already in the space, great, get out. We need to get our numbers uh, right. No, no, that's not how it works. Nobody's arguing that. I don't think anyone on I, – I only bring this up because the, the, a lot of the discussion I see around it where people are sort of questioning the whole push towards diversity, there seems to be this – and maybe I'm just reading it wrong – this undercurrent of like, don't I get to be in this – no, no one's trying to kick you out. We're just trying to open, make the space larger, I think, for for a lot of people, and that's that's – and that's important. We can have a more diverse space without kicking people out. That's whether they're who are already there. I don't know if that's what people think is happening, but it, it, it's what it sounds like to me, listening to people talk in this space, other other boring white dudes. That's that's where we are for podcasting. We do need a, just a more diverse everything in podcasting, and I guess now is a great time to start part of I may be another white guy talking into a microphone, but I'm trying to keep it short and I'm trying to keep it interesting and I'm trying to keep it personal for 15 minutes or less. Speaking of personal, on Saturday or Friday, I posted a tweet onto Twitter and asked on my personal Facebook to all my friends a question about how many of my of you out there were in a mentally gifted program or gifted support program or some other similar program in school, elementary or high school. Uh, that was supposed to be for intelligent kids. Uh, and I asked this because as someone who is in one of those programs himself, uh, I keep thinking about the, the work I do professionally and personally. I keep thinking about where I am in my life. And I think back to the expectations that were put on me as someone who is in one of these programs being told, hey, you're really smart, we have high expectations for you, and we're going to do these things to help sort of push you there, and whether I've failed them or failed myself, I'm uh, less than, I'm about a month away from turning 31, I'm still working at kind of a menial job, and um, I'm not, I have no idea where I, where I want to be and who I want to be. Uh, I'm getting closer to there, though, not, not to turn this into uh, the Downer program. I know episode one had a lot of uh, sort of downer elements to it. I'm trying to, they're not all going to be that way, but um, I know personally that I just don't feel like I've accomplished what the expectations were of me, and I don't know if the problem is me or the expectations are both, and so I want to get a sense of other people who are in these programs who were told that how special they were, how gifted they were, and know if they feel that what their experience was and how that's affected them to this day. If they think that the pressure was too high, if they don't, if they think that the pressure was just right or not enough, or what, whatever. I, I, I'm just curious about the other people who are roughly in my age group, older, younger, who had the same experience uh, in their childhood and adolescence of being gifted and what that means. I don't know if there's any documentation, if there's any studies there that, are, that have been done on this topic. Uh, if anyone has any information on that, please, by all means, uh, pass that along to me, Twitter, uh, 
or email, you know, the contact page is there, and I'll have links to all that in the show notes, and I'll, uh, I'll have links to ways to get in touch with me in the show notes, and I'll mention it all at the end of the episode as well. With that, it's, uh, time for me to plug something that's really cool, and I've had a few things in the back of my head that I want to talk about, and one thing I discovered today I want to make a big plug for, it's a new app for the iPhone, and it's a replacement for the iOS Music app, which has been a pile of poo since the iOS 7 update. The new app is called Cesium, and it's only 99 cents on the App Store, and basically it returns your music app to iOS 6, like with the wonderful new iOS 7 interface. You can navigate by artist into albums, you can navigate by album, by song, by playlist. The only thing it doesn't do is playlist folders, and I've never used playlist folders anyway, so it doesn't break my heart. It doesn't have any sort of queuing or Last.fm support. It's just a very simple app. It's well worth the 99 cents. The interface isn't great. It works fine. It's a little jittery, but it's also 1.0. The icons aren't great, but it's, again, it's a 1.0. It has a lot of promise, and I figure the more people who throw down and buy this, the more inclined this person's going to be to keep developing it, make it better. Apparently, there's already a 1.1 submitted for review with better in-app icons, so fingers crossed on that. It, what, what's there isn't bad, but it could definitely be a lot better. So until Apple gets off their butts and fixes the music app, I guess it'll finally happen in iOS 9, fingers crossed, not holding my breath. Uh, this was a, this is a great replacement, great alternative, and I like it better than what I've been using, which is Akut, which Akut is nice, but it's still glitchy and buggy, and uh, I'm just not really a fan of it, so... But it's, anything is better than the built-in music app at this point. So check out uh, Cesium, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes in the App Store, and I think there might be a website, but uh, if not, you'll definitely find a link in the apps to the App Store for that. Spend the 99 cents, or however much it costs in whatever part of the country world you're in. And so we're coming up on the end here. Uh, this has been Episode 2 of the Untitled Sandspoint Podcast Project. You'll find show notes at sandspoint.com slash archive slash podcast. And we are now on iTunes, so if you uh, are so inclined, please leave us a review. Well, leave me a review. Old habits die hard. And you can also, if you have something to say, if you have a response, please get in touch. You can send me a tweet at Sandspoint, or if you like, you can send me a more detailed email by going to sandspoint.com slash contact. I am your host, Richard J. Anderson. This has again been Episode 2. Thank you very much for listening.